Joni? Joni? Yes? It's me, Tom. Um, there's a group of us here and more in the cafeteria. We've just done a UV scan and there's no problem. Oh, thank God. Amen. Now, the, uh, the point is, there's a lot of healthy people being kept in here by bureaucratic rules written long ago and far away. Mr. Schmidt, you're not going to ask me to open up the building? Not P4. No, no, I, I understand. It's, it's a wipeout in there. I can't do it. You'll have to speak to Major Connolly. What the hell with Connolly? Joni, look, you, you don't want to push the button? Fine, fine. Just tell me the code. You, you can testify against me at my trial. I'm sorry, sir. I'm not going to give you the gate sequence until I have outside authorization. Let me in, Joni. You can say I, 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 I overpowered you because that is exactly what's going to happen. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Symphony Podcast. Uh, this is the last one, and I'm not sure if we released in July, you know, truth be told. But at the very beginning of August, at the latest of the Do I Look Infected uh, July shows, um, I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill. And with me tonight, and only, and that's just fine with me, is the lovely Iris. How you doing? Hello, hello. How y'all doing? Oh, doing just, just dandy. Sweating away yeah. in my, 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 my work closet here, you know. Oh, that's my God. I, I record in the closet, people, you know. Hey, so. you do what you got to do, right? Yup, it's good shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll start the show the same way we always start the show. And I'll ask Iris what she's been watching lately. Well, I just got done watching a movie. Um, damn, it, it was so great that I, I forgot what it was called. Basically, the gist of it, it's not on Prime. The gist of it is that this kid records his mom walking out the door. The mom and dad had a fight. And then there's like lights flashing in and, you know, kind of like, what happens when there's a UFO around? His dad is just positive that she got abducted because he was missing two hours of his time. He doesn't know what was happening for those two hours. So he thinks that they put him and his son back, but they didn't give back the mom. So this kid has been living with, you know, this dad for so long that he's going around trying to prove that it's just the, the missing memory or the, the, that amnesia is because you're you don't want to deal with a hard subject but it ends up that there are aliens and he gets abducted and all this other crap but yeah it was that memorable that i cannot remember the name of the damn film the memory um, has been abducted from iris's mind see yes the memory see i lost time i i lost an hour and a half gary <laughs> oh, oh, beyond the like sky the, beyond, beyond the, the sky, sky. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to watch, you know, one of those weird abduction movies, it's it's half storytelling, half, um, uh, you know, when they're filming the video. What was that called? Um, you know, it's like first person video. Oh, my God. What are those movies called? I hate them uh, so bad. Found footage. Yes, found footage. It's it's. um Yeah. So it's half real, you know, storytelling and half found footage, um, but not in not too much of a found footage that I was like, oh, fuck this movie. But I did eventually did say, fuck this movie. Nah. Um, <laughs> but I have been watching a lot of TV and we have been watching on Netflix. It's like Murder in Middletown Beach. That is really good. It's about this kid who his mom was found killed in the yard 
and he's trying to figure out who did the murder because the police never did find out because it's like they really didn't even try. And he's doing some investigating and fingers get pointed in really interesting, you know, directions like family members. Uh, let's see, there's that. And then I've been watching Kindred Spirit, which because I love a- Amy Bruni and um, I've been listening to her newest podcast. So I went to I started watching Kindred Spirit. But besides that, that's been me. Oh, me, I've watched some animated stuff and um, some other stuff. I didn't talk about this last show, but I watched Nashville for the first time, the Robert Altman film, and um, that was delightful and sad at the end. And if you don't know, this is like this takes place in the '70s during in Nashville during like this five-day stretch where all these Nashville musicians come to town doing a big festival, and um, Henry Gibson's in the movie, Shelley Duvall's in the movie, Ooh. Ronnie Blakely's yeah, Ronnie Blakely's in the movie, uh, Karen Black's in the movie. Uh, Keith Carradine's in the movie, and the Damn. cool thing about the yeah Keith cool thing about the movie is that they all sing songs in the movie, but most of the songs, if not all the songs, are written direct, written and, and and composed, you know, written and uh, sung and composed by um the people that are singing them. So when no way. Uh, yeah, when Ronnie Blakely's singing the songs and she sings beautiful songs in the movie, she, she wrote those songs, and I think that adds a little flavor to the movie, and to the characters within and. I, I I've never seen it before. It's it's over. It's it's like two and a half hours. So you gotta strap in for this one. But mm-hmm. I think it's really satisfying if you're a music fan and you're a fan of these people. And um, it's 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 um, it gets real sad at the end. I don't want to tell you what happens, but I uh, I my my soul was crushed properly. Oh no! When, yeah, it was real sad. It's one of those real the, 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 the no it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not not that bad, you know, but still, something pretty bad happens to some one of the people in the movie that's been pretty sickly throughout the movie. That, that's not fair, but you know, it happens. Yeah. You get the great the great end credits where you find out that everybody that was singing the songs uh, wrote the songs and performed the song themselves, and you know, that's pretty awesome. They're, they're treasures for for that reason. You know, Henry Gibson wears like a like a LeMay like Elvis jumpsuit in this movie for no reason, but he's like a midget. It's, it's like you know. That's fine, you know. He's supposed to be like the George Jones. They're all like a type in this movie. Like the ones like he's like the George Jones type. Uh, what I'm like a like a like Ronnie Blakely's like the June Carter type. She sings in that sort of way, you know. And um, it's 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 it's, it's a good film. If you've never seen it before, I, I got it for a fiver off the digital, and um, it's it was it was worth every every penny. I think. Uh, and it's called Nashville. Called Nashville, yeah. It's a Robert Altman movie. Um. I watched Judge Dredd, the Stallone one, which I think is the superior Judge Dredd film for me because it's just mm-hmm. so it's just so fucking campy, and I hate those people that say just because the Carl Urban one came out and it it is good, it is good, but you know what? It's 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 it, they're two different films. It, it's okay to like both, and and this one you get you get some Stallone. I don't know who I love more than Stallone or Armando Sante because they're about at the same level. Which what makes it so good that they're about the same level. Mm-hmm. But see, for me, Armando Sante is a lot easier on the eyes than Stallone. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's there's that, especially this movie. He's, he's built in this movie, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, just when he he gets that big old throaty, you know, when Stallone goes there, he's like, why why did you judge me? He goes, it was the law. He goes, law. It was the law. Yeah, yeah, yeah real deep law. Like it's. 
That's so awesome. I love the movie to death. And people dump on it. Like, come on, man. Jurgen Prochnow and Max von Sydow are in this movie. And you guys shouldn't shit on it because it's a little silly in parts. That's right. And, we wouldn't have the other movie if you didn't have this one. Yeah. I mean, because, uh, what the hell is this? Something a 2000 AD, I think it's called, the, the original where Dread came from. It's a Brit, it's a British uh, thing, but you know it's it's one of those comic books that, that popped up that unless you were like deep into the comic books you wouldn't know what the fuck it was and, mm-hmm. and it came out and you know I think one of the most interesting credits about the movie is that the uh, the judge outfits were designed by uh, Gianni Versace. I don't know how right? much, I don't know how much money that cost to get those costumes designed, but they look pretty good and. Uh, I love the movie. So haters be haters. Haters be damned. And uh, I'm gonna talk about some haters here in a couple minutes. They're just d- disgusting people. I can't stand them. Uh, but I, uh, on an animated kick, I did watch uh, Batman: The Long Halloween Part One, which is uh, based on I think a Jeff Loeb and T- Tim Sale uh, Batman graphic novel. This one uh, has bats uh, b- battling. A person who's killing killing off major mob families on on various holidays, and him and Jim Gordon are flustered. You know, he's raised a little bit away from the comic book because there's a, a son of a of, of a gangster. The film that um the, the there's a there's a twist in there where they think he's the guy because he was always like this meek dude, uh, and in this family, not sh- shit on, him, but at the same time, like the father wanted more of him, but in the comic. The father didn't want that life for him. So there's not really many major differences. That's only real one major difference. But part two is out now. I know I know Brian got a screener. So I know Ooh. part two part two is coming very fast. And it's one of those one of those things again where if you say, Oh, those DC movies are so bad, either we're not when you're watching the wrong ones. You should be watching the animated ones because they're knocking it out of the park. Yes. And um man. It, 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 this this is like an hour and a half, and I think I want to say it was PG thirteen, but um, there wasn't many R rated ones. But it's it damn enjoyable, and story really flows. Um, they they ditched that Asian animation that I'm not a huge fan of. To go back to traditional, you know, gothic bats, and I love because uh, nice. they were doing they were doing that for a while. They went like the Asian style of animation, which it's fine. I I just don't need it in my life when I'm watching a Batman movie though. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, because it's Batman. I mean, you don't want, you know, mm. Asian animation belongs in stuff like, you know, Dragon Ball Z and things like that. Mm. Oh, it's not to that extreme. You could tell. Oh, okay. It had like Asian, Asian influence in it. You know, as far as like, you know, you know who animated it, basically, and mm. um, it doesn't it doesn't stray from the stories, you know. But uh, uh, last thing I watched is I started Masters of the Universe Revelations on on Netflix. This is a, a Kevin Smith um, created, not created, but, you know, this, he created the series as far as this, this incarnation of the series. It's got a lot of big name talent doing the voices. Uh, Mark Hamill does the voice of Skeletor and, nice. a, again, t- takes another iconic character. You go back to Batman. He is my favorite Joker of all time mm-hmm. because, because he does them all. As far as, like, the incarnations of the Joker, he can go from that, from, you know, the cheery Joker that we all know and love. To like the, the the violent, you know, visceral Joker in like two seconds. Yeah, and it's 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 wonderful. But this show, you, you take it takes place like a little time after the regular series, I would say, because now uh, 
Man at Arms is retiring and Tila is becoming like the new the new uh, Man at Arms, but la- Lady at Arms. You know, she's like the new like attorney in general of, of all of, the, of all the armies. And there's a there's a coup in there to where Gray Skull is invaded by by Skeletor and Evil Lynn and, and and the bunch and is becoming attacked and. And basically, the sorceress sets herself up to defend the castle all on her own because she's sucked by it, and releases like big, big things. And if you're listening to the show, this is going to contain some spoilers. But He-Man is forced to sacrifice himself to save all of Eternity. So in turn, he he kills himself and he kills Skeletor at the same time in the in the very first episode of the of the series. But the show is not called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. It's called Masters of the Universe. And you know he's not going to be gone long, but these fucking butt hurt fucking nerds out there, you know who you are. <laughs> You're probably listening to this show, but you 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 know those fucking people are talking about how woke the show is because now Tila is forced to be like the big protagonist of the show. She she's going to take the helm and be and be the hero, and people are so insulted by this. It's 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 offensive to me that they're so insulted by this. That how dare they put a woman in this, and how dare they you know, bump He-Man off. And if you listen to interviews with Kevin Smith, he says, you really think that Netflix would hire me to do a show and, and not and kill off He-Man and not bring him back? Because yeah, obviously, I mean, they're gonna, they're, obviously they're going to bring him back somehow, you know? Yeah. Just not right now. So nerds, if you're listening right now, that, that special kind of nerd, I love nerds, but that special kind of nerd that I hate oh so much. Those people that come in their pants over the Halloween franchise, stuff like that, and how great <laughs> it is, you know? <laughs> Those kind of nerds that just point out every little fucking thing they don't like about. Ooh, look! I saw this little this little thing in the trailer. Like that that trailer where they say, "Oh, look! There's that little reference to Halloween 3. You know, fucking Blumhouse, you fucking hacking ass motherfuckers. If you're gonna dismiss sequels and you're gonna put the shit in the trailer anyway, what the fuck is the point? You're gonna get nerds. <laughs> you're gonna get nerds excited for nothing. For absolutely mm. nothing. Okay? Because at the end of the day, if you if you, if you like the Halloween series. This is gonna be this would be controversial to people. Halloween three is the most original one out of all the Halloween films. If you if you, if you watch if you watch Black Christmas, you've watched Halloween in a lot in a lot of ways. Yes. It, it, paved, yeah. it paved a lot of roads. And I don't even like Black Christmas. I, 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 I'm, not a big, I'm not a fan of it. It's it's too soap opera for me. And you know, it's it's I, I, I've I've said this on a podcast yeah, before. Maybe like seventeen podcasts. <laughs> so I don't even know. I don't like Black Christmas, but I recognize the skills of and what it's and what it's done for the slasher genre as a whole. Yeah, you I know, mean it was. So it was... I give, I give, I give credit Bob Clark for that all day long. You know the impact that movie has had. Yeah, it's big. I don't know how it's many but I'm not a fan of that. But I'm not a fan of these fucking nerds just just spouting off at the mouth about oh ladies, a ladies uh, in charge. Let's bitch and complain. You don't sound like you know something. You sound like an asshole, okay? You sound like a big fucking asshole, and I hope you don't have young daughters because that's not very not very, not very much of a role model for you to your, your kids by saying, you know what, a woman can't do this because she's a lady. Yeah. And, and Tilo's voiced by Sarah Michelle Keller, by the way, which I, I got my autograph in the mail, and I'm I'm very excited how it looks, you know. And um. <laughs> Yeah, that's my He-Man rant for you nerds out there that don't like the the new series because I think it's excellent. And that little thing, that little thing that's really sticking in your craw, you sound like when you sound like an asshole when you talk about it. That's all I'm saying. So calm yeah. the fuck down. You know, Victor started watching that 
and he really likes it. And he has seen nice. the original. He's seen the original uh, He-Mans and the original She-Ra's and all that, and he's enjoying the fuck out of it, man. See, people don't realize it unless you like do the research. Like that 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 Power of Grayskull documentary they put out, Netflix put out. It was a great source because they talk about how oh, the reason why He-Man and She-Ra were so sacred because She-Ra never actually swung a sword, and there was the whole series, the whole the whole series, because parents groups were all over He-Man and She-Ra. That they yep. didn't want they didn't want He-Man to hit people. They didn't want He-Man. They didn't want She-Ra to do nothing but like spin in the air and look pretty, you know. Because mm-hmm. God forbid somebody warped their child's mind, you know, with cartoon violence. Oh God! But you know, let them play GTA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't care then, man. They see, they see that one thing. No, this was the '80s, obviously. And they, they were all over this shit. But oh my God, the satanic panic and everything was going on at the time. Have you watched the 2002 uh, Cartoon Network series? Yes, I have sat down and watched it with him, and that was pretty good too. They flesh out those characters. They flesh out those characters really well in that series. They do. I really liked it. I mean, it gave me a better perspective of what I used to watch as a kid. Well, not so much as a kid, but you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying you're old, Iris. You're saying you're old, okay? Yeah, well, I let's not forget this. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I will never refer to you as old, okay? You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love. I love this lady. She knows this. Yes, I uh, do. But yeah. We're here tonight, like I said, we're doing the do our looking fact of July, but this may come out in August, <laughs> but whatever we're going to do, we're going to do it anyway, people. I've had a hard week with car repairs and bullshit, and it's uh, it's still not done yet, by the way, the car repair. Uh, You're kidding. That's my El Guapo, a, a power steering pump. Motherfucker. But we're going to do two, two films tonight that aren't traditional zombie films, but they're still infected zombies, still infected. Uh, um, we're doing Umberto Lindsay's uh, Nightmare City. I forget the director of the other one, but it's a warning sign from 84, right around there? I think it's 84. Yeah, 84. Uh, Both are awesome in their own special ways. One's a little more silly than the other one. Uh, One's crazy hyper-violent. But um, what order? Nightmare City first. I think so. Yeah, it's uh, 1980. Yeah, that's the year of my birth, baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) I was born in the year of the Flash, Iris. I can't help these things, you know. Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we're going to talk about that right after the trailer. Top of the news this evening is speculation concerning the real facts behind the Department of Health announcement about a radioactive spill supposed to have occurred yesterday at the state nuclear plant. Information from an official source, which reached our newsroom this afternoon, stresses the seriousness of the situation. Mr. Miller, something very serious has happened at the airport. But until we conclude our investigation and take the necessary countermeasures, nothing is going to leak out. Nothing. individual and others like him have been subjected to strong doses of atomic radiation which increase their physical capacities beyond the norm. In short, it's a kind of a Superman. This is Channel 5 TV station. We're being attacked. For God's sakes, send somebody fast. God help us all. 
Nightmare City from 1980, uh, directed by Umberto Lindsay, I mentioned, uh, has multiple writers that have names I cannot pronounce. So I'm not going to try. Uh, <laughs> stars uh, genre favorite, genre favorite Hugo Stieglitz, who's up yeah, in this yeah. thing. Uh, your cheap plug plots and it's actually really long, actually. An airport, an airplane exposed to radiation lands, and blood drinking zombies emerge, armed with knives, guns, and teeth. They go on a rampage, slicing and dicing and biting their way across the Italian countryside. Oh my gosh. This movie's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if they're drinking the blood. I think they're more like infecting the others to make them more like, make their, their legion all that much bigger. Uh, but um, I'm going to kick it out by my co-host, my, my lovely Iris first, and say, hey, how about this Nightmare City film? Oh, I love this movie. And you know, I, I love the Italian name more than uh the um the english name because the italian name basically transfer uh, transfers translates to nightmare in a contaminated city which i think makes more sense than just nightmare city but yep. um yeah this movie's fun i mean it's an italian spanish zombie movie so you know you're gonna get you know that whacked out makeup you're gonna get gross you're going to get blood. You're going to get violence. And this movie delivered in every single one. And you get titties, too, because, you know, the Spaniards and the Italians like to see titty. Um, <clears throat> so hold on. Sorry, I had to throw it. So, yeah, um, the movie has it, it's a lots of fun. So it, and it's basically to me, it was Romero's. The Crazies from 1973, kind of. Uh, the gist of the whole thing is, right, the, you know, this guy is interviewing this professor that uh, works with nukes and radiation, and the plane comes down, and they the plane finally opens up, and it's mad zombies with, with weapons. Zombies with weapons, <laughs> which I thought was great. Uh, and they start just killing, and and you've got a couple of good kills. Um, the very beginning, you know, some stabbing, uh, throat slashing, and great blood splash. Um, and the movie continues so on and so forth. And of course, you've got the military comes in. Um, I thought that was a good element that they were using. You know how, like, uh, again, kind of like with every other zombie movie that we've seen. You know don't discuss this and you know what we're going to try to fix this and hide it as best as we can which of course never works so i thought that element was lots of fun also uh there's the element of the hero and heroine who are trying to escape and uh, well um i don't want to spoil the movie but um i really really love the ending of this whole thing and I mean, to some people, the movie might be all over the place because we do jump from characters, from different um, character uh, storylines. You do jump around a little bit, but I think it keeps it keeps the pace going very well. It doesn't slow down the pace, and there's a lot of surprises. I mean, there were things in here that, you know, kind of like from the children almost also, just some of the things that were happening and. I don't know. I just really, really enjoyed it. I didn't get bored with it at all because, you know, sometimes <laughs> you, you watched one zombie movie, you've seen them all, right? 
but this one did keep my attention. And, um, you know, all of the uh, actors and actresses, I mean, especially the actresses, goddamn, uh, you know, very easy on the eyes. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. And you know what? This was a first time watch for me. So thank you for bringing this to the table. Yeah. I've seen in bits and pieces before. I never actually could tell you what the plot is. I'm, I'm a little more well-versed on it. But I, I love this film because it's it's not really a zombie film. These people have been irradiated with something that make them turn into... Uh, I'm right, say they turn per- into kind of like vampires. Oh, that was... I'm sorry. You know, I don't mean to interrupt, but that was one no, thing go ahead, that go ahead, I, go ahead. I forgot to say was... so. Basically, the infection is the radiation. The radiation affects the red blood cells. So for them to quit decomposing, they have to basically ingest blood. So they have, uh, so they can uh, replace the uh, the broken down red blood cells because of the radiation. And again, like with other zombie movies, you have to shoot them in the head because you have to stop the cerebral processor, which of course is the brain. Yeah, and this one, you, they're, they're like indestructible almost until you like really they blow are. their head, until you really blow their heads off, and then they're not moving around at all. <laughs> there's some really good kills in here, though. Yeah, like the oh. the girl that gets the, the the knife into the tit. I mean, just like straight in. Oh, it's like oh god, that hurts. Cuts, cuts the nipple off, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh. Jesus Christ! Like they mm. make a dish out of those that nipple or something. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's okay. No, I like this movie because it's not like a regular like zombie movie. These are these are regular people, like something happened on the plane or before takeoff. You don't know what happened to them. All you know is that they're rated, but they're radiated by something and that they're sort of feeding off of these people in a way, but they're not really feeding off of them. They're, they're drinking some of their blood, but when they go, you know, to contact the contact, they become the infected as well, and as well, and that makes their horde all that much bigger. And these people are not slow because they're still they're still very human. They're not they're not dead. They're still very human, so they can run. They know how to use tools. That they know how to turn off the electricity. They know they all this shit. Cars. They drive <laughs> cars too. So I, this is the thing of this movie that they're they're still very much alive. They're just not really have control of their bodies because they got some kind of rage thing from the radiation radiation going on. You know, much like in our next movie, but there's yeah. a, there's a virus involved in the next movie. Um, the the, the scene where, where, where they're and Lee Russell uses this 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 music the for for the workout girls he uses it on his show and I, <laughs> uh, that scene where they just bust the studio and this is a lot of what this movie is. It's just a lot of these things. Just their horror's getting real big. They bust it. Something just murder a lot of people. So if you like some visceral violence, the people's getting their throats cut and you know we mentioned. The nipple being cut off. Of course, you had this Italian. I posted on Facebook. When you're waiting for the eye trauma to happen, it happens. It all comes together. Because there's mm-hmm. some good eye trauma in this movie, too. Yes. And this the whole time, you're, you're, you're with the old, good old Hugo here. And you know, he, he's shooting people. It's just not doing any good. Because these, like these are like meth addicts. They're just, they're just unstoppable creatures who have the thirst for blood, but not really. You know, to whereas, you know, in the zombie films, they brains, according to the woman in the, and truly to take the pain away. You know, they actually say that in the movie. Mm-hmm. But they're just, they're just, they're just getting those, those red blood cells up again. And, and in turn, infecting others. 
and making the, the the little problem just these people on the plane, which you know, you want you want a, a star for your film, but it didn't start that way. But when once that door opens, the mayhem starts and it don't stop. It does not. It, it don't stop. Not. And it's amazing. I, I I loved it so much. You know, um, you mentioned the end. All I'm gonna say about the ending is that they they final destination this shit. They they, they, they they don't tell you what happens, but you have to assume what happens next is what happens of what you've just been watching. And it's got one of those things that you, you, you might hate because it's, it's really open-ended, but you know what? There goes that, that, that butthurt conversation again. This is Italians. They have so many... There's much more endings to Italian movies that are much more dumb than this. Oh, yes. <laughs> what, watch Bay of, Bay of Blood is considered a classic, but the ending really takes me out of it because it's so <laughs> stupid. You know? Rabbit dogs, man. But these things, I love the the idea of the unstoppable, you know, thing, and, and the fact that there is a horde of these things that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, they're going to take over the world eventually. Yeah, they're just going to just going to keep on growing and growing and growing because you can't stop them unless you nuke them and then you probably make them more powerful. Yeah, I can't say a whole lot more about it. It's just one of those films you got to watch. And it I want to say it's yeah. on Shutter, maybe. Yeah. It's actually it's it's on Prime for a a dollar forty nine to own, and I am glad I own it now. So that's nuts. That's nuts. Yes, that's so it's totally. I hate to insult it. It's totally worth a dollar fifty. But yeah, it's totally worth a dollar fifty more. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. Um, anything else you want to say about the movie, and what would you give it for? Um, again, it's it's fast paced. It doesn't bore you. Um, and it, you know, you, you can't keep up with it, uh, even though you're switching from storyline to storyline, but the, the storylines are so distinct that you don't feel like, um, you, you're lost within all the jumping around. Um, again, good gore, uh, good eye drama, um, plenty of blood, you get boob. I mean, it's everything that an Italian movie should be. So I'm going to give this a nine because I really, really enjoyed it. I'm right there with you. Like I said, the, the story's not perfect at all, but actually it, it kind of is. I, I don't like a lot of stuff laid out for me. But yeah, exactly. It, I so mean, do, it's it's just do, giving do, it do, to do. you. It's like, boom, 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 boom. This is happening. Here you are. It's like, do, do I, do I need five, uh, five minutes, you know, uh, you know, um, exposition speech from a doctor of how they got irradiated? And why they are the way? No, you get none of that in this film, and I appreciate it for it. That I get none of that in this film because these are just insane people who've been irradiated, who want blood, and are causing carnage all throughout the 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 ninety well eighty 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 minutes of this movie. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's 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 freaking carnage all over the screen. Yep. So if you like if you like that sort of thing, and I hope you do. You know, recognize fiction from reality, you know, and, and, and that's just, let me, let me, let me say that statement right now, you know, uh, you're going to love Nightmare City, and it yeah. gets a 9 out of 10 for me as well, and it's it's highly recommended if you haven't seen it. Yeah, and don't expect a lot of science, it's, it's, it's a zombie movie, it, just go with it. Just, just go with it, man, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quickie review, really. But you know what? It, it, there's there's a lot to spoil there. I really don't want to do there that is, for you guys. There is. Oh my gosh, it, it's a must-watch. But you know, I, I think the next movie's just as good. And um, mm-hmm. we're gonna do warning sign 
from 1984, right in the trailer. These are the signs of warning. Symbols of danger. Some are all too familiar. This one signals the most ominous threat of all. By the time you see it, it may already be too late. I've got a warning shot. This is not a drill. Seal the building. No one in or out. Who are you trying to protect? Pray for the people trapped inside. Pray they never get out. Warning sign. Sam Waterston. Kathleen Quinlan. Uh, warning sign from 1985. I'm sorry, it says it on a different one on here. Um, stars a lot of great folks I'll get into in a second, but your plot synopsis is this. A woman working as a security guard in an agricultural research facility finds herself and her co-worker, Schmidt, fighting to survive against their former friends. Infection! Uh, this is directed by a guy named Hal Barwood, who, um, wrote a lot of stuff. He wrote Dragon Slayer, uh, The Sugarland Express, uh... Really? Yeah, some 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 good stuff there. Yeah, worked worked for Spielberg quite a bit. So that's where I guess where the Sugarland Express thing came from because he was an actor in Close Encounters and some other things. But this big ass cast he's tasked with is pretty impressive. Uh, Sam Waterston as uh, Sheriff Cal Morse, uh, Kathleen Quinlan as our security lady Joni Morse, who's a uh, his squeeze of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Picotto. Yeah, buddy. Major Connolly, Jeffrey Demon. Uh, what what am I, I? I love him in many things, but this is one of my favorite roles of his uh if you don't know who he is he he was um i forget who he was on the first season of walking dead but he he's in a lot of darabont the green mile and and shosh shank and yep. you know, look up you, you'll recognize his face if you don't know the name uh richard dysart uh we know from the thing and some other things dr gw bailey not an asshole of this movie so good on right? you, you know? i know <laughs> as as tom schmidt who's um yeah he he he's plays Captain Harris in the Police Academy films and Dickhead in Short Circuit and Dickhead in this and Dickhead in that, but he's not a Dickhead in this movie. Not even when he's infected. Okay, so you got to give him some love there. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Rossovich, uh, you know that name. He shows up in Top Gun and The Terminator and many things as Bob. Um, yeah, there's there's some good shit in here, man. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I love this film. I, I first saw it when we watched it with the NFW crew, and I I haven't watched it since, like without us talking over it. But I think it's a really good time. Uh, uh, Iris, what are your thoughts on Warning Sign? Warning Sign was fun, and it was uh, again another movie that I really uh, I was uh, I was surprised of how well the science was uh, thought out in this one. As much as there was no science in the other one, there is plenty of science here. And it's it's not ridiculous science. It's, it's actual viable science of what would happen and how things are treated and how things are done. Um, I love, absolutely love 
how they introduced the bacteria into the lab. It was it, it was extremely for me. I thought it was extremely creative because I mean it was very plausible somebody could do that. Um, and then of course you have to me it was kind of like a really watered down zombie like Andromeda strain. Because you have the lockdown, you have the one person who can let everybody out, but, you know, we're not going to do that. Uh, you have the science behind it. Um, and then you have these people who are walking around with these rages, which was extremely awesome. And uh, the the death, you know, and I, I'm doing my little quote fingers. <laughs> I think it's not a death, but I think it's more of an incubation of the virus because when they wake up they are extremely rage-filled and violent so <clears throat> not to give away too much of the ending of this movie um so it's kind of like a roid rage it's it's like i think you know it, it's kind of like you know if somebody is you know pumping steroids their testosterone of course skyrockets and you know there there's what you call the roid rage uh, so when the solution to how to fix these people, how to, you know, the vaccine, when they presented that, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think the plot of the movie was very well thought out. I like the way it was filmed. There wasn't a lot of gore, I would say. Not not for me, for one of these movies. I was expecting a lot more nastiness not not i mean there, there there is some blood but not a lot i was expecting more i was a little disappointed with that but you know you've got these great actors that are showing up so it's not like it was just like a one-off or you know uh you know this is for a paycheck um there was some good acting in this too and oh shit i mean who doesn't want to stare at kathleen quinlan right <laughs> She's and very she, cute back these days. Oh, oh, oh my God. Have you seen her lately? She is still good looking. Oh. Anyway. I've been looking at it. I've been looking a long time. <laughs> go, go see. Um, and, and she gets plenty of, of screen time, too. So, you know, it's, it's the underdogs taking on the military. And I like the ending because it was like, well, the, you know, the military basically came in and we're like, well, I guess we're done with that. Okay. See you later. Ciao. <laughs> I mean, it was like, okay, because that's exactly what they would have done. But uh, yeah, I did enjoy this one a lot. Um, I think I enjoyed it just as much as the other one, but for very different reasons. You know what I mean? Oh, I get it. That's pretty much for me. Yeah, for me, I mean, this this is this is Cold War stuff here. This is made in '85. You know, right right around the same time that'd be going on, and the the whole. The plot of the movie is this agricultural place that builds stuff to make crops grow and stuff like that and have different enzymes and whatnot. But, you know, in their midst is this government weapon mm -hmm. that is going to be used against people to, to their enemies to drop down and basically make them turn against each other and kill each other off without sending, you know, the military. And this this gets loose. And I'll, I'll tell you, I mentioned this in, a, in a, my, my post on Facebook, that Resident Evil owes a lot to a movie like this because it's pretty much set up the same way as the T-viruses. This was a virus that they, they replicated and it gets loose. They're not really zombies, though, which is a fun part about this movie because they, they're still 
they're still about halfway, you know, have have control of their minds. There's the rage part, but they're still very aware of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. As far as like going to tr- turn off the power and to go, you know, they're 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 looking for a way out, not to go, you know, harm each other because they're all going sir crazy at the same time. Because once this gets loose, our our, our guard Kathleen Quinlan, she gets she gets the the message and she's only following protocol. What happens when a, when a biohazard thing leaks? She's only following protocol, and of course, GW Bailey, the ones that aren't in the lab, where wasn't uh where it wasn't um, released, they're, they're ready to get out. But they have a really clever thing of why those folks got infected. I don't want to give that away. There's a lot of plot here. And I, I yeah. appreciate, you know, this, us, them giving us exposition without giving us exposition. Yeah, kind of no. get, get what's going on, you know? Yeah, it, it was very nice because it's, it's kind of like, um, I, I love plots where, you know, the writer doesn't, you know, like spoon feeds me the plot because... I'm intelligent enough to get it. So, um, and I think it helps the plot a lot too, because you're not sitting through exposition or sitting through all these explanations where you're like, all right, I get it. You're boring me. Can we get on to the next scene? And I, I love Jeffrey DeMunn's character. I mean, he, he, yes. lives off the, he, he used to work for the company, but he knows better now. He lives off the grid eating his, uh, what was it? Avocado, what was it? Um, Zucchini pancakes, which I yeah, imagine. Yeah, zucchini pancakes. Yeah, making the best breakfast you ever had. You know, um, but he's like, I wouldn't call him a kook. It would have been real easy to script this to him playing like a crazy person. But he's just a guy who worked for this company that knows things that nobody else knows. Like this, this virus is a thing, and then what it what it was built for. And he didn't build the virus, but he built the antivirus. Yeah, and. He, of course, is enlisted by, by Sam Watterson because uh, his wife is in there. And that's the reason why he come along. And it's just really interesting, you know, how, how they get in there and they figure it out. For mm-hmm. some reason, for some reason, Kathleen Quinlan is immune to this. And they figure out, you know, why she's immune to this. And, again, this may be a film a lot of folks haven't seen, so we don't want to give away too many spoilers. It, it, has, it has a happier ending, but with some tragedy in there. Yep. too because people do die in this movie and i think it's 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 highly entertaining and highly intelligent you know, for a film about people with a rage virus it's mm-hmm. it's highly it's highly intelligent it's highly intelligent walls it watching very well thought out and very well and you get some scares in there which you know you, you expect to be some scares in there but and i uh, people after all these years i mean i watched outbreak i've watched this you know can we make a better suit, people that won't tear in like right away? Right. I mean, these suits, these suits are so flimsy for what you're supposed to have them for. And you know, I've seen like this, and you know, The Rock, you know, where they have the, the same kind of deal where you know it's gonna burn through whatever it touches. And these suits are fucking flimsy. I think we need a better radiation suit. Is all I'm saying, people. You know, <laughs> build a better radiation suit for today. Um, oh, but yeah. Yafit Koto, I forgot to mention him. He plays a great government stooge in this movie. He I mean, does. I mean, he's so he's he plays it so cool without being douche douchey about it. And I mean, he he knows what he knows, and he ain't gonna tell the motherfucker shit unless he absolutely has to. Until Hillbilly's breaking your 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 government trailer, just <laughs> fuck you up with hammers, which is one of my favorite parts of the movie when he takes that shot to the gut with the hammer. You know. Oh, the- that was wicked. 
That was wicked. In the end, the end kind of wraps up. But here comes Yap and Koto just jumping out of the van, you know, staying cool all the way to the end. Right, I mean, right. Putting on sunglasses and putting out the hand. He's like, well, uh, I guess it's all wrapped up here. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job. You know, and he just plays it so cool, although he's like the, the biggest villain. Not, not, well, yeah, he is kind of the biggest villain in the mm-hmm. whole movie. And mm-hmm. you don't care because he's just so cool. He's just playing Yap and Koto as, as government stooge. Yep. It's so good. It's so good. The whole movie's awesome. And uh, if you haven't seen it, like I said, we didn't spoil too much about it, but you guys should all go check out Warning Sign. It could be a... I think Shout's got a Blu-ray out. I think really? so. I think so. That's a thing that exists. <laughs> um, and Prime has it for three twenty nine, And it's really worth the, the money to just to rent for three twenty nine. Do it. Watch, watch you some Warning Sign. It's good shit. But uh, Iris, uh, any final thoughts? And what do you give it a 1 to 10? Okay, so final thoughts. I forgot to say this one part. Um, uh, at the very end, um, Fairchild, which is Jeffrey Dimon, um, he, he goes, trust me, I'm a scientist, right? And, of course, that totally brings me back to back off, man. I'm a scientist. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, Ghostbusters. So, right, so I immediately went and looked, and I was like, okay, when did this movie come out? When did that movie come out? I was like, okay, well, they were both in production at the same time, so they couldn't have copied from each other. But I thought it was just funny how he said that, and it just took me exactly to, you know, Ghostbusters. On a side note, have you watched the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer, the brand new one? Yes, I'm so excited. Cassandra and I are going to go watch that in the big screen. I, I cried a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, I know, right? I know. So good. It go was. for it. Yeah. Go for it, girl. I'm sorry. Um, Let me see. I, I'm going to give this one a nine, too, because, like I said, I enjoyed this movie just as much but for different reasons. No, I didn't have the gore. No, I didn't have the blood. But the plot, uh, the, the writing in this, to me, was very well thought out. The science in this made sense. Um, they didn't bludgeon you over the head with explanation. And again, it's, you know, it was it was fast-paced. It, it never got bogged down on anything. It just kept going and, and it moved on. Um, it really didn't feel like you were sitting watching for an hour and a half. No, it's paced very well. Both these films are paced very well. I gotta say mm-hmm. that. So yeah, nine. I can't say that about too many Italian films like that 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 are like Nightmare City that are paced very well. But Nightmare City is paced very well. It is. <laughs> oh my gosh, you weren't dealing with a um, oh, what's makes a lot of schlock zombie films. I'll remember okay. later. No, not Fulci. No, 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 no. Much dumber than Fulci. Um, <laughs> it's that Lindsay. Whatever. I'm not worried about it anymore. This is the nine as well for me. Uh, it captures a lot of issues of the time, like the Cold War stuff. But you know what it, it, you know what it does? It doesn't date it either. You know? No, it doesn't. Because it can really work for any conflict you could think of. Right. And, and, you know, right now, the big thing is the GMO. And that's exactly what they were working on. They were working on GMO. Gosh, it's so good though. I I enjoyed the hell out of this, and I'm glad we got to talk about it. And I hope this turns people on to it. But both of these films, because neither one of them is a bad time. So, nope. yay! <laughs> <laughs> and both of these were first time watches for me. So, again, thank you for bringing these to my attention because I probably would have never seen them. Right, babe. I'm glad. I'm surprised you guys didn't do the other one on uh on my show. You're your show. I know. I may just bring this one up because I really liked it. It's a lot of fun. It's got everything that 
It's in the title, I think. Blood, blood bass, boobs, and a, and a big body count. But they, yep. they, they, but they get back up again. Uh, so yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure I'll get it in time. Okay. Well, 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 this is rough. You may have a house uh, season segment during the after this break, but you may not. If 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 not, we're gonna come back and close up the show either way. See you soon. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Thank you, Iris, for uh, joining me on this, this sweaty Thursday night to talk about these two great films. Oh, you're more than welcome, and thank you for having me. This was oh, fun. Yeah. Bitch, you were co-host. You know this. Come on now, you know. <laughs> and well, y'all, yeah. no, y'all can't call Iris a bitch, man. She'll fuck you up. If the wrong right. person calls her bitch. That's <laughs> right. I can't ever say that. We recorded the Warriors episode of Last Call of Torches. He goes, thanks for having me. I was like, motherfucker, you're a co-host. You know, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, this was good, man. Uh, Iris, tell the folks what you what you guys coming up or came out or you know, tell us about it, girl. Well, um, I just we just uh, recorded uh, the Deadly Spawn on I think it was yeah last Saturday. Yes. And that was that was fun. Um, Go Golden Girls Worm Attack for the Winds. Okay, yes, you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know it was great. I love that. Was my favorite scene. Oh my god, that was such my favorite scene. Uh, but if you're looking for us, we're Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts. And you can find us on exploitationfilm.com. I met that director one time at a show, at a, uh, a screening, and he was wearing an ascot, and he could pull it off very well. So oh, nice. There's that, you know? <laughs> not, many folks, not many folks, unless you're Fred from Scooby-Doo, can pull off an ascot that well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this show, Last Call of Torchies, Two Drink Minimum commentaries uh can all be found on legionpodcast.com blood from the core which is a show i do with Derek bourgeois uh can be found on legion patreon although we just we should by the time you listen to this or right on the same time we should release uh a regular um episode of the regular legion feed which is our blood from the core bridge and tunnel version which we give you guys because i was so long getting the q episode out because i lost the file so you get a you get a good Alice Sweet Alice review out of that because that takes place nice. in Jersey, and um, I'm looking forward to getting that out to you guys. Um, yeah, join the Legion Patreon. It's it's as low as three dollars a month. You get that show. You get Court's early shows. You get uh, 
pick six movies early. You get commentaries that aren't heard on there. And um, I plan on, plus um, you get the last Call of Torches, you get at least two bonus episodes coming. But one of them is there. Next one we're doing is for a film called The Wanderers. And uh, so look for that that Drive episode on Legion Patreon as well. We had a, we had a good time doing the bonus ones too. Some of the best time as I've had as a podcaster is doing those last Call of Torches episodes. So I'm, I'm looking forward to you guys listening to them. And we do take submissions for reviews for that show. So the next one we're doing is The Long Riders. So if you're listening to this and you like The Long Riders, you want to record your thoughts, send it my way, and I will include it on the show. Oh, it's that oh. simple, people. Yeah. It goes for anybody. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing you guys' thoughts on some stuff, you know, because audience participation is few and far between sometimes. And when you guys do it, it feels so good. I'm going to tell you right now. It feels so it good. Does. It does. It's, it's kind of like you're... you're... It's kind of like getting love. It's kind of like getting a hug from our listeners. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, uh, that's it for this one. And next time on the show, I'm not sure which one we're doing next. Heather Powell may be coming on the show. I don't want to announce her without announcing her. But we're doing, um, oh, what did I call it? I, I, I have to go to my, my Facebook and see. And I, <laughs> uh, I'm going to lay some stuff on Suzanne that she's going to hate. And I'll tell you right now. But basically, yeah, I forget what it's called. I'll tell you about it in the next episode. We're doing two films in which, you know, new dude comes to town and wants to plow the local honey. And, you know, we're do- doing that with the Elvis Presley film, Roustabout, I think from 60, with, with Crybaby from 1991 as one of the shows. I've been, I've been, I've been aching to do Crybaby because it was always it was my first John Waters. You never forget your first John Waters, people. And, um... And uh, the second show that Suzanne is going to hate, uh, well, she may hate the film. I know she'll hate one of these films. Is uh, a show basically about skaters who try to get with uh, some protagonist's sister and him being a little bit too heavy on who's getting with his sister because they're a little too friendly with the sister. We'll talk yeah. about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not incest, but it might as well be. We're doing Airborne from 1990 uh, with Thrashing. From 1986. Nice. Yeah, so Daggers versus Kids on Rollerblades. And a young Jack Black shows up in, 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 in Airborne. And a Joey Lawrence song that will stick in your head for eons and eons. And, you know, <laughs> whatever. Suzanne is probably going to hate this film. But it was a cable staple for me when I was like 12 years old. And I watched it constantly, you know. Oh, my. And a, you know, I think we're going to do a Patreon bonus for the... That month, I think we're start doing. I do like a little bonus review, and Suzanne's not here, so I'll tell you, Iris. I'm gonna okay. make Suzanne watch. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make Suzanne watch Cool as Ice, and she's gonna hate it. Oh. But I, I'm. I'm gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be cursing you. It's 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 a bad film, but it's filmed very well. Let's put it that way. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it at that. This has been your Cinema Beef Podcast. Where if you've got beef, we've got the grass. See you next time. Ciao.